Warning, this podcast may be too intense for young children and is not recommended for children under the age of 13. No costume or costumes masks are allowed on this podcast. (laughs) Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here. Just dudes dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host. He's the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. So Universal Studios has put together a team to come up with an event to make people scream. This year, when you visit, the monsters take shape. And once you're inside, there is no escape. It's not too early to start planning for a very special Orlando event. And the dudes have brought in an expert to make sure your money is well spent. She is with us today (laughs) to report. Our own business development representative from Universal Orlando's Resort, please welcome Lynette Granger. That was wonderful. Carl, you're a haiku master. (laughs) Wow, man. Wow. I've been introduced many of times and never once did it ever sound so great. We like to keep our guests riveted, Lynette, riveted. So, hey, please he tell our listeners. Too. <laughs> Absolutely riveted. Lynette, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Ooh, all right. So, um, like Carl said, I am a business development representative at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, I've actually been with the company for five years, just celebrated my fifth year anniversary. I believe that that is the, uh, the grill. That's, that's when you get the grill. That's the grill anniversary slash the ninja blunger. Nice. <laughs> um, um, before that, I went and got my bachelor's degree from the Rosen College of Hospitality Management, UCF. Um, while doing that, I actually worked at Disney myself in the entertainment department and um, simultaneously did hotel management. So I look back on 21-year-old me like, I can never do that many jobs at once, but I did it. And um, I got my start here at Universal in Halloween Horror Nights as a character. Um, And then from there, I did an internship on this team that I'm in now working with travel agents. And I kind of wanted to do that as a career, um, but it didn't really play out after my internship was over. I went back to entertainment and I actually managed Halloween Horror Nights this time. So at one point I had 150 performers reporting to me which is a lot. (laughs) And then I ended up managing a bunch of entertainment venues across Islands of Adventure, like Raptor Encounter 
and the Sioux show and like all the fun characters. So very different <laughs> daily operations. And then long story short, I ended up back here. Wow. Not very short though. Still working with characters though as travel agents, I'm sure. Like especially Carl. Have you met have you met Carl? <laughs> I, I have. We've met once or twice before. Um just a couple of times. Yeah. So it, it's really great that and we couldn't have a more qualified uh, guest to talk about this, and we're really pleased that you're here. I really want to dive into the whole scare actor thing uh, and then kind of swing over into your management of it. So how does one go about applying for the job as scare actor for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal? So every year we need to to bring these nightmares to life, and it takes an army for lack of a better word of performers so they hold open auditions every year um, so if you ever are interested in being a performer um, just visit the official universe orlando website and wait for the auditions to open and sign up have your headshot and your resume ready and be ready to uh come face to face with our show directors and prove to them that you need to be a part of these things so for the audition process, is it really a headshot or is it a headless shot? Gosh, <laughs> it's who he is. <laughs> so really, so um, can you can you share with us really the kind of the characters that you portrayed that first year? Because I remember you told me once at one of our training sessions, and I thought it was fascinating. So I was a chainsaw cheerleader. Yes, and I'll send you pictures. Um, he's like, yeah, I remember that now. It's all coming back to me. Um, so I literally carried around a chainsaw and I was part of their roaming hordes. So the year that I did it, they had geishas, they had scarecrows and they had, um, bubbas. So like, think of like hills have eyes, like that kind of stuff. And then they had cheerleaders and we all had chainsaws and then they made us part of the opening show. So typically every year for Horror Nights historically, they do a little show that happens like right at the gates, right before Horror Nights starts. Um, so that's like the best time to get there and be like oh, one of the man. first people in line at the gates because you get to see like a little fun mini show before they open the gates and let people in. So um, I would run my chainsaw along the gate. I don't think I was supposed to, but I did. We'd like shake and rattle the cages and like say things to the guests and like really get people scared before they even walk through the gates. And I know Jonathan and Ryan haven't haven't been, and I've been uh, a couple of times. And I'll tell you, of all of the um, props that are used by the scare actors, the chainsaw is the ultimate. It's got to be fun. You got to have a lot of fun doing it. It scares the bejesus out of you when you first do it. The first time I saw that effect against that chain fence with the sparks and everything, it really sets you <laughs> back on your feet the first time you see it. And if you're close enough to it, you're like, whoa, because you don't expect you know, the sound is pure. It is the chainsaw. Mm -hmm. And then you see it. And, you know, I've grew up around cutting trees. So I know how dangerous they can be. And when someone comes that close to you and that loud against the fence, it really is amazingly scary. So, um, yeah, not to give away too many of like the secrets of it, but um, they are real chainsaws. Yeah, for sure. And they were super easy because a lot of my friends that did horror nights in the streets, um, like, because we have houses and then we have scare zones. 
my friends in the scare zones would like blow out their voices, like trying to be scary. And my chainsaw basically saved my voice that season. <laughs> yeah. Now you bring up a really interesting point for those who have never gone before. Uh, explain the difference between the scare zone and the houses. I think the houses get all the love and all the press and everyone's what, what's this house this year? What's next house? What's coming? You know, the design and the, sure. build, and the scare zones to me, uh, you know, one of my favorites the year I went was when you turned down um, uh, Hollywood Boulevard towards the Brown Derby and, and the, uh, the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. The year I was there, there was an actual film crew with a boom and a camera like they were filming a scene and it had gone wrong. Right. So <laughs> you, you walked into it and you saw all these you know, directors and, and, and cameramen and everything. You said, oh, yeah, the Hollywood studios. But boom, everyone came out and you, you saw people in uh, various stages of dismemberment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so explain the difference. A lot, of time, <laughs> a lot of times when I talk about Halloween Horror Nights, I'm like, what am, is this really like what I'm talking about? Like stage, various stages of dismemberment. Like. <laughs> You should hear like some of the things that I, I have to say when I talk about Horror Nights. And I'm like, there's a giant human-sized blender and a maniacal transformation in Jack's twisted mind. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of like creativity goes into Horror Nights. I don't think a lot of people really, like if you're not super into it, understand how much detail goes into Halloween Horror Nights. So we work with a lot of intellectual properties. Like we've done The Exorcist, we've done Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, like all of these incredible IPs, even horror comedies like Beetlejuice and Zombieland. But the people that are in our creative team, they come up with original concepts, which can be really, really cool stories. And you really have to look for the detail. Like Jack the Clown, he's original. the Bride of Frankenstein Lives, which is a house that we have coming back this year. That's another original one. And a lot of the scare zones tend to be original content. And they put a lot of love into those original contents. Like I, the year that I managed Horror Nights was 27. And my scare zone was Invasion. And holy cow, it was an alien invasion. And it was in the middle of the street. And just the, the detail, the sound effects, the lights, the creatures that they bring to life is just crazy. It really is. And amazing. it all comes from people's minds. And, and you got to remember, you know, because I've been to uh, Horror Nights both in Orlando and at Universal Hollywood. You've got to remember it's Universal Studios. So you have some of the most talented makeup artists in the world mm-hmm. that are accessible to this. And I mean, I'm sure they did a wonderful job on your uh, makeup. But I mean, there's all of you scare actors have to line up right to get to get made up for the night and it's a whole process every night yeah every single night they are working hard to bring these characters to life and then they also have a makeup crew that's working on it pretty much year round to build the mask and the costume and they come up with the designs for the makeup for the event so there's a lot that goes into it so okay before we move away from your job as a scare actor and all of that piece Tell me, you've got to have a couple of humorous stories about a scare act, being a scare actor of what happened. You've got an interaction with some guests. I mean, you got to share. So they have, well, back when I was a performer, they had boo bucks, which if you gave a really good scare, you got like these little paper cards from your manager that like say like congratulations on doing this really cool scare blah blah so like they we we thrive off of boo bucks and we 
are really good at picking out who to scare in the crowd. Like you get really good at it throughout the run of the event. And um, there was a kid eating popcorn and he was a little bit like more heavy set. And he was walking through our scare zone, mocking the performers, which some people like to do. They like to be like the tough guy. And usually those are the scared ones. So I came up behind him and I rubbed my chainsaw and I did this like head laugh because I, I use a fake voice for the performance. And I gave him like the look. Um, it's the, the Stanley Kubrick look. I don't know if you're familiar with that from Ryan's nodding his head. So I gave him that and um, he dropped his popcorn all over the floor and he immediately throws up. <laughs> so I turn around and usually like when I turned around, it was because I was laughing and I went to go get my manager. I'm like, so this kid threw up and dropped his popcorn everywhere. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> he did what? And it was a kid. So it wasn't like a drunk person throwing up. It was a, like a little kid that threw up all over his spilled popcorn. Yeah. That's my favorite. I was waiting for you to say that he peed his pants. The fact that it went to the next level and then he threw up—that's that's fantastic. Uh, I'm also, I mean, I'm also, I... I'm also a little taken back. I feel like, I feel like, the, like for football fans, this is like the head hunting thing, and for the New Orleans Saints, like you guys are being paid extra to like make little kids to throw up. Like that's awesome. <laughs> like, I, like I, I need to go backwards five years of my life and maybe start as a scare actor because I think my whole life would be different. I mean, they take people of all shapes and sizes. Like when you go to that audition page that I was talking about earlier, like they have so many different roles open. Like the, the, so the purge scare zone in 2017, one of the auctioneers was this older woman. And like in the movie, she's like an old lady. So we would be like working with this lady that was like 60 something years old. So there's something for everybody. Carl, you could do it too. <laughs> there you go, Carl. John, I was just going to mention that, uh, you know, Ryan is certainly qualified because he scares us every week on the show, yep. one way, shape, or form. So. My mom told me I had a face for radio. Thankfully, for everybody on the podcast, <laughs> I don't have to see. That. He's not a bad looking guy. No, it's not that at all. It's. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Lynette. Nobody else saw your eyes go down like that, but I did. I'm out of here. I'm just going to turn my camera off. It's not that. It's just the fact that he, you know, he likes to be so uh, aggressively mean all the time that he would just, he would really be tremendous in that role. Part of my charm. Making I, I, I think it's mean. I think it's more just towards you, Carl. I mean, he's not that mean to me. It's just you. I, well, I don't it's know, a different kind kids. of mean towards you, John. You just don't see it. It's there, yeah, John. Yeah, you're just so naive to know how mean he is to you. So, <laughs> so um, Ryan, any questions? So we're going to get into, obviously, we want to plan for, for our clients, right? How to maximize the best out of their universal trip, which we love going and love recommending. More and more uh, people are, you know, I think in the last year, especially people, planned with us universal trips and the other place down the road was an oh by the way and um and now i think at least i know for me per 90 uh, of the trips i plan people are going to both venues you know no one's just going to one anymore 
And that that's a credit to Universal. But a lot of people still, as much as the allure of Universal is there and the quality is there and the and our clients are so satisfied going there, it's the the allure is, is a mystique about Halloween horror nights. So um Ryan, what are some of the things that we should be asking Lynette and preparing our clients to plan such a trip? Yeah, I think the obvious Talk to thing, me, Ryan. <laughs> so, I mean, I know a few of these things from trainings that we've done with you and things like that, right? But maybe it'd be better for you to speak on it. Just in terms of, can you talk about how the parks might close uh, early to get set up and like how that works if somebody <laughs> is going, you know, it's a separately ticketed event, right? So that's that's first thing to yeah. know. And then, and then talk about how if they have park to park passes, for instance, and then they also have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket, like how is that going to work out for them? Oh, there's a lot here. Okay, let's start unpacking. So first of all, yes, you should always be traveling to both destinations. And I've always said this, if you're going to one park and you're not going to the other, you're missing out on the entire destination and entire experience. So when your magic vacation planner says to you, you should book Universal too, it's best that you listen to them. 100%. Um, so when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, the month of October, um, we have already announced our dates for Halloween Horror Nights for this year. Um, I'm actually pulling up those dates right now. I believe it's September 3rd to October 31st. Um, so it only happens at Universal Studios. So Islands of Adventure, Volcano Bay, the hotels and stuff, those will not have um, anything Halloween Horror Nights related to it so that being said for the nights of the event universal studios florida does close a little bit early but islands of adventure stays open a little bit later to compensate for that so if you have a park to park ticket and you're not doing horror nights i recommend doing studios first and then finishing your day at islands of adventure um if you do have um a horror night ticket then do islands first and end your day at studios because then you can do what's called stay and scream, um, where you stay in a little holding area and while they're doing the clean sweep of the park and bringing everything out, um, because you gotta remember they're taking like a whole hour basically from the park close to the event start to transform the park. Um, Cause during the day, it's just regular Universal Studios. And then at night, they, they put all that stuff out. So let's talk about so that if holding you area. Cause I, I've, talk to clients who've experienced it is it generally the same mm -hmm. place every year where the holding area is or they change it they mix it up uh the i can't speak for every year the two years that i worked it it was in the same spot like right there in the new york area so to our listeners what we would advise them to do and what i've had clients do is when it's in the new york area one year it was in springfield too um you See? you go to the uh you go get the beverage of your choice. There's plenty of places in the New York mm -hmm. area of Universal Studio. While you're holding- Some liquid courage. You, that's right. While you're holding doesn't matter. doesn't mean the game is stopped. The game continues in preparation. Uh, you certainly need mm -hmm. to, and look at it, having done this twice, you certainly need to prepare for this night. And um, <laughs> you, I'm telling you, if you do this without having a few drinks before, during, or after, it's- it's a total different experience. So, okay, so we're in the holding area and then we, we move on. And uh, so then what, what happens next? We release um, the killer clowns. <laughs> um, we did actually have killer clowns one year in the scare zone and then we have it in the house the next year. Um, so as soon as the event starts, if you are in stay and scream, 
then you just go, you're free as soon as they let you know that you're free. Um, if you didn't do stay and scream, then you would come through the front gate. Um, and the front gate is like I was saying earlier, typically we do have some shows. Um, this year we have 10 elaborately themed haunted houses, five scare zones and live entertainment. Um, the b event actually begins at 6.30 p.m. and it ends at 2 a.m. on all the event dates. So the freaks come out at night. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into that um, in some detail in a bit. So, so that's part of the key. Um, any benefit to mm -hmm. staying uh, on property in one of the hotels? Uh, other than the obvious, it's 2 a.m. You don't have far to get back to your bed. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, that's actually a huge benefit, I think. Um, you can drink at your hotel before you catch the water taxi over if you didn't do stay and scream. So you can get that liquid courage from the Velvet Lounge before you head out into the parks. That's, that's, that's my personal preference. Um, this year, we are doing what's called the Jacked Up Experience. That's exclusive for hotel guests. And this is the thing that I told you guys, like when I'm reading it, I'm like, what am I reading? So this is exclusive specifically for Universal Orlando Resort hotel guests. So nobody else has access to this. Um, you can enter the twisted world of Jack the Clown and take a mind trip through the chaotic carnival of carnage, pose for photos, go inside Jack's human-sized blender and undergo a maniacal transformation. And that happens at Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Um, we also have the Horror Icons Bar that's in the Swizzle Lounge downstairs at Cabana Bay Beach Resort, and it says that you can revel in past Halloween Horror Night icons in this wicked lounge, per purchase specialty drinks, as well as spooky snacks. You'll be surrounded by images of some of your favorite icons, including Jack, Chance, the Storyteller, and more, along with props and costumes. Pretty cool. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to make sure I get this right to recommend to my clients. So they're going to jump into the Cabana Banana Jack Clown Blender. Come, in, what is I, it with, I, come on. Banana Cabana, Carl. Get over it, man. Good I, Lord. I just can't Every imagine. damn show. The <laughs> Cabana Bay Resort, Carl. Jonathan, I know you haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios yet. What questions do you have to Lynette about some of the, you know, must-dos, must-sees and advice? I've seen some videos, I've seen some stuff. Again, I'm not a huge fan of this stuff myself, so you probably won't really see me there. I mean, you might see me there for 5 minutes, I'll get scared and run away. I'm just not a person that likes to be scared. Yes, I see what you're doing there, Carl. I see. I see you trying to call me a chicken. Wait. So wait. wait so so I said. I, I I'll be honest. I haven't gone. I have. I have. I have interest in going, but I'm I'm a, I'm nervous and being in the dark because I'm severely night blind. John, you telling me that you would run away screaming is enough for me to get on I, an airplane and get you there and see it make it happen. Like I want to see. Run, I, I think it's time. <laughs> I will not run away screaming. I'm not one that likes to be scared by the haunted houses, by all that. Prove I don't it. like scare I don't like scary movies. I'll, I'll be right. <laughs> Prove it. Well, it's not a movie if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I know it's not a movie. A movie. <laughs> Ride the movies, John. <laughs> Wow, that's a throwback. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so I know I know it is one of the most popular events that uh, Universal has. Um, 
Do you have any tips or tricks that you can give to our listeners to kind of get through it, kind of make the most benefit, most bang for their buck with it? So your vacation planners can plan this part for you. Um, I'm going to give you guys the skinny, you listeners the skinny on the RIP tour. Um, so the RIP tour is basically a VIP tour that happens at night. Um, you get priority entry to all 10 haunted houses. It's about five hours with a 30 minute break. You get exclusive VIP entrance to Universal Studios Florida, reserved seating at the event show, whatever that happens to be. You also get complimentary self-parking for one vehicle, a pre-tour reception at Cafe La Bamba. And here's like the best parts right here. You get unlimited express for participating attractions for use before or after your tour. Um, it doesn't include the, the houses, but it does include um, the attractions. So you can ride Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket at night, which is pretty cool. And you also get a commemorative RIP tour credential lanyard and an exclusive RIP pin. Whew. So that's the only way you're going to see all 10 houses at, um, in one night. The VIP tour, normally I push that with clients because I think it's it's a great way. And look at everybody knows, you know, front of the line benefits by either staying at a property or buying a package like that. But that makes such an incredible difference at Halloween Horror Nights mm -hmm. because having gone there, I, you can't see everything. The lines get huge and massive if you're there on the wrong day of the week when it's crowded. I went, the first time I went, I was with a corporate event. And so we were at a was a trade show and they that was the activity for the night everybody went i got separated from the like 40 people in my group so i ended up going through the houses and stuff alone so yeah john if you think you know it, you'd be scared going with the three of us try doing it alone you know it's like and not having any orientation of where you're going next but the other part of it is the lines are long you cannot see all the houses in one night when the lines no. are like an hour wait two hour wait right in those queues so that I'll tell you that price point to get, to get into that, that would be fabulous. So. It's totally worth it. And then like your tour guide can like tell you all different types of stories about the houses and about the scare zones. So it's like, to me, that's the ultimate way to experience. Um, so let's get night. really Especially into it now. Let's really get into it now. And you guys can chime in and please chime in on some of the, your knowledge of the movies that this was based off of. So, this um, year is a lot of, it's the 30th year. So a lot of classics are coming mm -hmm. back that are classic movies. A lot of classic houses you've had before are coming back. And this is a killer lineup, no pun intended. I mean, it really is. Um, so first up, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, featuring our mm -hmm. own Lynette Granger as the cheerleader with a chainsaw. No, <laughs> oh. um, no. I think Leatherface is like six foot something. I don't, I don't think I fit that description. I'm like shorter than Ryan. <laughs> Everybody here is shorter than me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. So Ryan's more of a Leatherface than me. Um, so yeah, the houses that we announced, if you guys look at the official Universal Orlando YouTube channel, um, we put out a lot of promotional videos for the houses that we just announced. And these are the ones that I'm anticipating to have the long lines. Yeah. Um, because they're they're the ones everyone wants to see. Yeah. So, so let's, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Um, we got Beetlejuice, which I'm really excited for because I love that movie. Um, and then if anybody here, probably not Jonathan, who's watched The Haunting of Hill House, 
Um, this is, I think, the second time that we partnered with Netflix. The first one was for Stranger Things. Haunting a Hill House is the only Netflix show that has ever like really scared me. So, well, and that's so. more paranormal and, and ghost stuff, right? So, I mean, how are they going to? It's going to be interesting to see the special effects that your team puts together for that, right? Because I imagine there's going to be more than just scare actors involved with the with the technology there. I have no idea. Every year I go into this, it's a surprise for me too. Um, I'm just anticipating that I'm going to need some like heavy liquid courage because in all of our promo things, they have the bent neck lady. That's scary. <laughs> and I think I saw like the, the bull cap ghost too. I don't, I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm just not ready. Yeah. That, that's, that's something. And uh, any of you guys watch that show on Netflix? I'm not really big and I'm not a big horror genre, <clears throat> excuse me, horror genre person. Certainly some of the classics I know really well. Beetlejuice, by the way, which is up there on some of my favorite movies too. Um, but uh, no, I have not gotten into that. I, I do plan to, I usually wait until we get closer it's to good, the Ryan, Halloween I mean, season to get into those things. It's good. And if you watch that alone, when the family's, you know, put to bed, don't do it you have no idea do it i need to do it because the only thing worse than me being scared is my wife oh being my scared because she won't sleep <laughs> at all so i'd rather she sleep and i just handle it myself so when i watched this entire series um it was one of those like there were certain episodes I'd get up and like check the doors to make sure they were locked kind of thing. Oh yeah. That's like how you know I'm scared. If I'm checking the door locks, that's how you know I'm scared. Granted, like if it's paranormal stuff, it's probably getting it anyway, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah, I don't I don't think those locked doors are gonna stop the ghosts, but you know, it's good that they're locked. It Just really is. I I tell you, it's it's a it's a nightmare inducing show. It really is. So this is definitely something and I like, should stay away from. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, because if you, like Carl's done Horror Nights before, the detail that we put into these houses is incredible. So, like I said, I, I, I'm not ready. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm I, ready I, for Beetlejuice. I, I, I'm, I would be excited to see Tall Man and the, the Bent Neck Lady, but I want to see how you guys do the ghost in the basement. To me, that's going to be if it, you know, I'm maybe conjuring up again, no pun intended, what that might look like, but um, I, that would be fantastic to, that's a great IP for that work on it. Another one, uh, which is a classic, uh, you've announced the uh, Bride of Frankenstein Lives is one of the houses. Mm -hmm. So um, that is a epic IP that I hope we see more and more of in the Universal family. Um, what do we know about mm -hmm. the Bride of Frankenstein? Um, so we did this house last year. Um, we did it when we did our little, like during the day houses where we have the two open, we had two fairy, and then we had the Bride of Frankenstein lives. Um, the concept I know is her bringing, trying to bring Frankenstein back to life, which is interesting. Like she's the mad scientist in this and, um, it's, it's one of our original characters. And whenever I say that, people are always like really surprised, but all the original like classic movie monsters are universal, like universal pioneered the horror genre with Frankenstein, the mummy, Dracula, Bride, Wolfman, like that's, that's all ours. We did it. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so that's all. I that's wore my Frankenstein shirt for it. There you go. Rocking the classic Frankenstein shirt. Got to rock Frankie. Um, so that's that's kind of what's been announced, right? And um, there's yeah. like a bunch more houses. I mean, here we are coming towards you know not too many weeks away, and we don't know these other houses. I imagine we're going to have a mix of fan favorites from the past 30 years coming back and some brand new stuff too. I know you can't tell us, but uh, am I right? There might be a mix. <laughs> oh, you're waiting for me to answer. <laughs> I know you can't tell us, but am I right? <laughs> you didn't say it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that um horror movie fans and Halloween Horror Night fans will not be disappointed. We there always we come go. in strong. That's it's the 30th anniversary. If you if you know us, when we have these these anniversary milestones, we always go big. So now the other thing you you mentioned already and it has been um talked about is is Jack. Jack is back. And he was I kind of mm-hmm. how long ago was Jack introduced as sort of the head marquee of uh of the event is it like 25 years ago gracious he's been around forever i'd have to look it up occasionally coming back right he comes back in these various incarnations and to me look at when i was a young kid you went to the circuits and clowns were not scary there's been an evolution yeah 10 years he's been around there's there's been an evolution. No, he came out for Horror Nights ten. He's oh, been around he's for twenty something. Twenty years, okay. So tw- there I am, twenty. That's what I saw. Twenty something years. So yeah, the um, Jack and some of the other movies kind of converted the world to like have clowns be scary. I never mm-hmm. now if I talk to my kids or my friends' kids. Clowns are a scary thing. They didn't used to be a scary thing. They are now, thanks to the uh, the industry. But I think Jack really had a lot to do with it 20 years ago. That kind of marqueed it. And then you had clowns from outer space. And then you had it and all these other things come out to make, you know, clowns a, uh, a, a bad thing. But Jack really is the person who started this evolution for the world to be afraid of clowns. He's scary. Terrifying. <laughs> He's terrifying. Yeah, he's terrifying. I yeah. Carl really like dated himself there because I was like, when have clowns not been scary? That's right. I was waiting for that. Back, <laughs> back in 1918 when Carl was. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what was his name? Like Ed Gein, the like killer clown in real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clowns have always been scary. <laughs> So, uh, but he's particularly scary and, you know, he's been not only in the houses, but he's been in shows, right, too, in the past. He's like, no pun intended, the ringleader for Horror Nights. Like, he is Horror Nights. Yeah, I mean, no joke with him. No joke. Dudes, other questions about Halloween Horror Nights that we can uh, pummel Lynette with? I mean, I think we've covered quite a bit of it, you know, as far as I, what I know um, she can tell us. But, you know, Lynette, would you say that it's a minimum two-night event? Like, you have to do at least two nights? Would you say it's it, you have to do three nights of it? Try to do every night that you're Ooh. capable of doing? You know, I, I guess, how, how much time do you think it would actually take to do it all if you didn't do the RIP experience? 
I am so biased. I, <laughs> every year, like I go to this event like multiple times because you can go like seven different times and have seven different experiences. Um, man, so like between the streets, because the streets are always different, like all those different scare zones, you're going to get a different experience every time you walk through them pretty much. It's a very tailored experience. And then with 10 houses, pretty much like any time you get a chance to do it. Like if you can do four days, do four days. Because unless you're doing the RIP tour, there's no way you're going to see every house. We also have um, express passes for HHN. Like, of course, the HHN tickets required, and then you can get the express pass. Ask your magical vacation planner for details. Um, but that is something that I would recommend definitely taking part of if you're not going to do the RIP tour. So if I could clarify scare zones, right? Because maybe the novice person who's never been before doesn't understand. Like you're talking specific areas in the park that you're mm -hmm. not safe in basically, right? And if you're not in a scare zone, are you safe? Are you, are you not, you don't have to worry about anything? Um, technically you're not safe for horror things. Um, be on the lookout for roaming hordes, which is what I was when I first started. Roaming hordes typically have chainsaws and they're not bound by limitations. Um, but yeah, technically we have designated scare zones all throughout the park. Um, if you pick up a map when you walk in or you look at the, the app, you'll be able to see where the scare zones are located. You do need those, And they're open air. You do need those areas to get your heart to come down from racing a little bit before, because when you're not in a scare zone, you're probably in a house, right? So you're mm -hmm. pretty active one way or another, Ryan, you know, I, I mean, that's been my experience. So, all right, John, any questions, more questions for Lynette, please. Yeah. So the one thing uh, we haven't touched on yet, and I know uh, HHN's really known for it is the amount of food. I know there's a bunch of different staples uh, that HHN is known for. Um, is there any special stuff this year that uh, HHN is going to have that's new this year or something slightly different? Any of that fun stuff going on? I feel like eating is the only place you're actually safe at Horror Nights. <laughs> <laughs> don't want yeah, no, we're, we're not here to kill you, just scare you. Um, <laughs> So pizza fries are an iconic staple. They haven't been announced that they're coming back yet, but I have been like closely watching the blog, just waiting for them to tell me my pizza fries are coming back, especially the s'mores ones. Like people should think that that sounds gross, but like sweet potatoes with like chocolate and graham cracker and marshmallows. Like, I'm a fat kid at heart. Um, every year we always have like some specialty cocktails and some beer. So I, I anticipate that's coming back. Um, twist and taters are also really popular. Um, nothing's been announced yet, but as soon as those booths start popping up in the park, we'll be sure to let you guys know so that you know what to expect food-wise. It's really kind of equivalent to what goes on at Mardi Gras, except the booths are all over instead of one designated area. And um, and, they, and it is, it's, uh, it's an adventure to kind of pair that right snack with the right beverage there. Um, mm -hmm. definitely don't miss out. Don't, don't go there and not try some of the snacks because they're, they're awesome. Um, the other thing is that I know hasn't been announced, but typically there's some sort of live entertainment, right? Uh, on those nights too. And give us some examples of things in the past that have been live entertainment. 
So in addition, you got scare zones, you got houses, you got foods, and you got live entertainment. Mm-hmm. I really miss the Bill and Ted show. The last year for Bill and Ted was in 2017, and I'm I'm a huge Bill and Ted fan. So that's that was something that we had for a very long time. And um, if you're if you're a Bill and Ted fan, you're probably right there with me. Um, we've done Academy of Villains, which are some of the most talented dancers I've ever seen. If you look up any of their performances on YouTube um, of the past Horror Night shows, they are just mind-blowingly talented. They had like aerial acts. They had a Jekyll and Hyde kind of show where they had like a soccer player doing like all these soccer tricks and they had a bone breaker. I'm making like a face right now that the people can't see. Like he can contort himself into like all these different shapes and but it was really cool because it's like super talented. Like there's, there's a lot of really talented. We're a podcast, so our listeners shows. can't see, but Lynette just did some very interesting <laughs> contortions as a demonstration of what a bone baker does. So, Listen, I, I recently went to a circus where they had three guys on a team that were bone breakers. And there's no way, even if, even if you were watching video with us, there's no way that Lynette could have done it justice. <laughs> it is... It is it is awful, uh, Carl. I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> Carl's bone breaking. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, like you think about like that that kung fu movie where a guy will come up and snap somebody's neck. Imagine the neck going three quarters yeah. of the way further and still not breaking. Like that's it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, we got like front row seats to that show, and like the guy was like right here. And just watching him do all that stuff, like, right in front of my face. He was laughing the whole time because, like, he heard me audibly, like, gasping and screaming as he did all this stuff. And I guess to him, it's nothing. But it's crazy wild, like, the talent that goes into these performers. And Carl, great bone-breaking example. We're a podcast, so you guys didn't get to see Carl's bone-breaking. Don't worry. We record the video. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to get that out to you guys. It it will come out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lynette, okay, Lynette, to close things up a little bit, what have we obviously, I mean, you're, you are the epitome of the expert on not only Universal, and you've helped us so much in so many training sessions and certainly helped us and our listeners tonight. What is, is there anything obvious that we've missed that is, is a must-do? I actually have something for Jonathan and people like Jonathan who are, like, super scared to do this. But I feel like you're a little bit curious on like what it looks like in the houses and like the detail that they put into it. He's nodding his head. Um, so we actually have something called Unmasking the Horror Tour. Um, this is where you can learn about haunted houses and a behind the scenes educational lights on tour. Um, it happens during the day and there's no like characters waiting to pop out and scare you. So you can rest assured and kind of breathe. Um, you can do a three house tour and a six house tour and or a six house tour. Um, it begins at 8.30 a.m. And um, the three house tour is about two and a half hours. The six house tour is about five hours with a 45 minute break. Um, There's up to 12 guests per tour. And what's really cool is you get exclusive access to photograph select rooms in the houses. So pictures that like people that go to the event aren't gonna get. Um, So you get to see some really cool stuff. Um, Your magic vacation planner can actually book this tour for you during your next trip. Wow. Is your, your magic vacation that, uh... Oh, sorry, John. I was going to say your magic vacation planners may be booking this trip for themselves. I'm <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now, now this, now this is piquing my interest to actually want to go. Now that I don't have to be scared and can enjoy it more. 
So Lynette, again, thank you so much, Lynette, for participating today. Thank you, guys. We uh, we value the uh, the work you do for us and the work you do for Universal, and uh, stop it. <laughs> and uh, look, it. We can only say that every year, Halloween Horror Nights leaves people in all types of different moods. So remember, be excellent to one another and party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. Party on. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.